0: For those who prefer Linux or are simply curious about Linux and other open source technologies, this is Category 5 Technology TV.
1: Episode number two seventy-seven of Category Five Technology tv It's Tuesday, the eighth of January, twenty thirteen. Great to see you. Yeah. I'm Robbie Ferguson.
0: I'm Krista Wells. Krista, how you been? Hi, oh, you know, I've uh, I've been.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How was dinner good? tonight?
0: I'm rushed. Yeah. Yeah. We was, we
1: was, we but delicious. Through? Delicious. Yeah. Excellent.
0: So I'm full. At home? And here.
1: Yeah. How's everybody doing? <laughs> Nice to see you. Really jam-packed show tonight. I'm going to tell you all about it in just a moment. Uh, Chris is going to tell us what's coming up in the news. Absolutely. And uh, lots and lots of exciting stuff coming up tonight. Get your friends, get on Twitter, get on Bookface, and let everybody know that uh, this is the show to watch. So join us tonight. What
0: sorry, you did you Did you call it Bookface? Oh, sorry. Can I just... Did I do that? Just
1: saying. Yeah. Yeah, I do that.
0: Okay, that's cool. Yeah. All right. You know, but, <laughs> you know, so coming up in the newsroom. All right. Other than Robbie's is a big nerd. Uh, Oh, that's news? Yeah, well, and other than that, (laughs) Linux is now much more steamy. Hmm. And while we're on the topic of Steam, Valve has unveiled its new modular set-top computer built to play Steam games in high def on your big screen TV. Ooh. Nice. A businessman in China has pleaded guilty to selling pirated U.S. business software worth more than $100 million. Ooh. Elite dangerous is on a go stick around these stories are coming up later in the show
1: sounds good hey i want to give shouts out to our chat room we've got albert r joining us tonight great to see you dennis kelly jot tiktok uh rob gore uh, as well joining us tonight pyrus rock is joining us Mm -hmm. on their mobile how cool is that we've mentioned the mobile website which i think is really quite neat m.cat5.tv make sure you check it out how cool is that That's you, just like 30 seconds ago. Wow. See? We did it.
0: I look so old now. So mature. I know.
1: 30 seconds later. And wiser. Not really. Oh, well. Not mature or wiser. One can hope. M.cat5.tv is our mobile site, and uh, yeah, very cool stuff. Mm -hmm.
0: And also, we always love to get your postcards, so make sure to send them snail mail and all. You can send them to Category5.tv, and that's at P.O. Box 29009 in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, L4N7W7.
1: So we have a jam-packed, exciting show for you tonight. Mm -hmm. Of course, huge news on uh, you know, in the Linux circles this week is the fact that uh, Canonical announced that Ubuntu is going mobile. We're going to see some Ubuntu mobile phones. So tonight we're going to be uh, talking to Richard Collins from Canonical. He's the uh, product manager for Ubuntu Mobile. We're going to be talking to him in just a few moments' time. Also, you and I are going to be looking at how to create a mock-up for a web what? application that's going to be awesome cool. really looking forward to that so if you are interested in building a web application uh tonight's your chance to build something real easy on the fly we're going to do it live here on the show we're going to create an entire mock-up mm-hmm. for a web app in like cool. no time flat
0: make it super easy for can you guys. it be done
1: can it be done we'll see
0: Leave them hanging. Yeah.
1: Well, this is a big week. I mean, it's CES week. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, it is just jam-packed with, you know, we're just bombarded with all the new tech stuff that's coming out. Uh, Very excited to have a bunch of our friends down at CES, including Eco Alkaline's Batteries. They are actually there at uh, South Hall 4 at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Uh, visit them at booth number three five two two one. And there's our friend Mark. And I'll just let you know, Mark is actually he's, It looks like this is a still shot, but actually, this is live video. He is standing so absolutely still, waiting for you to go shake his hand.
0: I can't believe how long he can keep his eyes open for. Mark him. Not is blank.
1: amazing.
0: It's exceptional.
1: We're gonna come back to you in just a moment, Mark. <laughs> Not even a movement.
0: I'm so impressed. I don't know how he does that.
1: All you have to do is just walk right up to him. He'll smile at you. He'll shake your hand. And uh, just let him know that you heard of Eco Alkalines here at Category 5 TV. And he will give you free swag. I'm talking batteries. EcoAlkaline style. Environmentally friendly. So check it out. Again, yeah. that's booth number 35221. 35221. At, uh, that's uh, South Hall 4 at the convention center. Thanks for joining us tonight, Mark. It's good seeing you. Not much of a talker.
0: Yeah. Well, he, he's, no. normal, he normal he's just talks. saving he's, it. He's saving it for you guys. He's been
1: talking all day. He does not the lose his voice. Yeah. yeah. But he wants to talk to you. Okay. So he's got free batteries there for you. Go see him. <laughs> all right. Speaking of e- uh, eco alkalines, we're going to have a quick spot. Uh, I know that uh, Richard is also standing by. We're going to be talking to him at Ubuntu Mobile. He's at CES as well this week. So we'll be right back after this. At EcoAlkalines, we believe you should be able to trust your batteries not just here, but here, here, and here, but with one exception. You should also be able to trust your batteries here. EcoAlkalines are the world's first and only certified carbon-neutral battery manufactured to the highest standards of recycling and quality without any trace amounts of harmful chemicals like mercury, lead, or cadmium. EcoAlkalines provide performance that rivals leading national alkaline battery brands at a comparable price. Find out more about the EcoAlkalines difference. EcoAlkalines.com. Uh, we're joined tonight by Richard Collins who's the product manager at Ubuntu Mobile and a uh, big announcement this week is of course that uh, Canonical Ubuntu has made its way or is making its way to uh, smartphones so very excited to have you here especially it's a it's a very timely time Richard and and I know that you're very busy thank you for coming on the show
2: No problem thank you
1: So this I mean this is a very exciting thing P- big long-term fans of Ubuntu uh, such as myself we've known for some time that this kind of thing was going to be happening uh, not really sure what was going to be happening because everything's kind of been under embargo and pretty secretive uh, as far as you know what what exactly is coming as far as feature sets so very excited to see now some screenshots and 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 actually know that this uh, that this product is on its way um, so um, Love to hear from you about uh, the development process and, and where things are at as far as Ubuntu Mobile goes.
2: Okay, so uh, the announcement that uh, that took place this week uh, was, as you as you said, the uh, the new user interface to allow Ubuntu to run on smartphone hardware so we've taken a very specific approach in terms of how we want to um, introduce our system to work on smartphones Um, many people might remember last year for example at mwc we launched an ubuntu for android product which allowed the ubuntu desktop to run directly from smartphone hardware um, Mm. allowing um, users of Particularly powerful smartphones to dock that smartphone, and then they could get access to the full Ubuntu PC experience over a desktop monitor, um, and that that was very encouraging uh, in, uh, in in a, in 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 terms of our development work. Mainly mm-hmm. because what we're now focusing on is a. Um, a system which allows not only a very rich user experience to run on um, conventional smartphone hardware, but also the ability to um, allow that same desktop experience to run on the more powerful hardware that um, that can al- can also be manufactured.
1: Wow! Now, does this shift the the focus from Ubuntu for Android to? this actual ubuntu mobile product or is this uh, a separate product altogether
2: um, it no it, it doesn't shift the um, the work that we did around ubuntu for android this this work mm-hmm. is absolutely in parallel so when um, you know we have a number of really interesting discussions taking place with uh handset manufacturers that are very interested in incorporating that that particular feature on their higher higher Higher-end Android hardware, but th- awesome. this is this is something that now we're going to market with our own um, our own embedded smartphone platform. Um, it, it's an it's a natural fit for us to include that feature with um, uh, with our with our work.
1: Very good. Now, with the, you know, we're all very familiar with the duopoly between Apple and Google. How does Ubuntu and Canonical fit into that? Uh, so that when somebody says to me, "Okay, well, what type of smartphone do I go with?" What what is different about the new Ubuntu Mobile that's going to make me say, uh, let's look at Ubuntu on the smartphone as opposed to Android or Apple's iOS?
2: Well, fu- fundamentally, what what's unique about what we're doing on the smartphone is uh, is its user experience. So it it has a very distinctive look and feel. Um, there's uh, there's a number of <coughs> particular. Uh, user in- experiences that we've engineered to yeah. create a, yeah. uh, a a very rich user interaction um, so for example we have a a way in which we allow the user interface to uh, work based purely in terms of edge swipes so whereas with you know more conventional sort of established um, smartphone user experience such as uh, um, You know the the Android and iPhones, etc. There's a very specific uh, way in which users interact with services, and we've taken a different approach in terms of how we enable that on the uh, on the smartphone platform. And Mm -hmm. um, and I guess the best way to, to. to you know, to, to show that is, is, is to demonstrate it, and uh, you know, I can I've, I've got a device here in front of me. If you want to, should we give that a go? Yeah, and no, see no, that'd if, be great. Um, see if it comes across, and okay.
1: it, you know, what comes to mind as you're talking about just changes in the interface itself is the the whole Ubuntu Linux for human beings, and that that push to to be a, an easy to use operating system. I can see that transcending to the mobile platform as well. So very excited to see um, how this has all come together. So, yeah, bring it on, man. <laughs> okay, <laughs>
2: so um, is that looking okay? Yeah, yeah, we can see that well. Okay, so this, so this is this is the sort of welcome screen, the home screen that we've engineered. So this is a particularly um, unique mm-hmm. sort of introduction, if you like, in terms of um, it being a reflection of the users own uh, own services that operate on the phone, and this one is representing um, the number of tweets that have been sent and received th- mm-hmm. throughout throughout the day, um, and this can be adapted by the user to include any number of things such as emails, SMS's, um, talk time left, those sorts of things. But it's, okay. it's, it's, it's what we've designed as being a particular um, unique infographic, if you like, that's very reflective mm-hmm. of the way um, the user uh, uses their services on their smartphone. Um, so, one thing that Ubuntu users will be very familiar with is um, is this here, which is the launcher. Um, so
1: we don't actually lock- have a lock screen here because I'm looking so, through.
2: So the, lo- the lock screen will effectively um, it's there, a little different. There, right? there, there isn't a lock screen as you as, as you say in terms yeah. of the uh, the conventional way in which people might understand that. Sure. So the way to actually unlock is. Um, Effectively, to, to use a swipe to the um, from from the right, and then you've got access to a, to a home screen to a home screen there. Um, but if we just go back and uh, just access the the uh, the welcome screen, the other thing you can do is is effectively get immediate access to a whole range of uh, applications. So the Ubuntu launcher there, which is a familiar part right, of yeah. Ubuntu UI. Um, allows you to instantly gain access to a, whole, to a whole range of services. Awesome. So
1: what's to stop somebody as far as security goes? It looks like yeah, I can get into the phone with no password or anything. Um, is that just because you don't have a password set? Or what, what is there as far as security goes To if I lose my phone to lock that down?
2: So yeah, there will there will be an element of security in there. So you, there can be some um, some password protection engineered. But uh, for this for this particular um, stage right now, this yep. is the demo, and this is what we're what we're introducing to the industry. Okay. And um, and you know, and this will be available at CES this week as well. For people to come along and uh, and uh, interact with directly.
1: Very good. Now, what, what's the hardware that we're looking at? I mean, you mentioned about being able to run on Android hardware. So what, uh, like, can I take my Android tablet and install this on it? Or what's the, what's the plan with regards to that? Or do I got to go out and buy, out, uh, buy new hardware
2: for this? So the, the the plan is to work directly with handset manufacturers. So they will develop and design and build hardware specifically to run um, Ubuntu on, uh, on on smartphones. Mm-hmm. The, the hardware that I just showed you is a is a Galaxy Nexus. I mm-hmm. mean, we, we we chose that because it's a it's a very open platform. It has all the relevant um, hardware drivers that that also will run Ubuntu. Um, the, uh, so the approach there has basically been to take a, a, an available device that we can quickly work on and able to show the stage we've got to right now in terms of our smartphone development.
1: Great. How does uh, now uh, Ubuntu has really put a push toward um, taking the desktop and putting making it a part of the cloud and you know cloud being uh, Ubuntu one or, or what have you. Um, yeah does, does Ubuntu mobile factor into this uh, architecture as well?
2: So yeah, Ubuntu One as as our um, personal cloud service is is an embedded uh, feature of, of of the smartphone itself. So the um, that particular service will ship as a standard feature within the, uh, the within the, the smartphone.
1: Very cool. Um, Now I've got, just as far as my devices go, I've got my Ubuntu computer, uh, which is a desktop computer Ubuntu installed. I've got my, I mentioned my Android tablet. I've got my iPod Touch 4th Gen that I use in my pocket for checking email and stuff. I'm constantly going from platform to platform in order to access my various services. So um, for, for someone like myself, That's not such a bad thing, but for a novice user, that can get uh, a little uh, tedious, uh, almost um, difficult in order to understand how my email on my desktop relates to my email on my smartphone because everything is so different. Um, With this being Ubuntu and, you know, that I've got Ubuntu on my desktop and now being able to potentially put Ubuntu on a tablet and a smartphone, how is the (laughs) interface going to be relative from platform to platform?
2: So the the interface will cover the full family of devices that run that run Ubuntu. So you know your your examples that you were giving there in terms of needing the same services to be um, readily available across mm-hmm. a, a different range of devices when running on Ubuntu is a is a, is is straightforward. There's no, there's. Much less complexity potentially for the user in terms of having having those same services running on a on a desktop and then being able to access them and and um, interact with them in exactly the same way on a um, say on a tablet or TV or, um, or or smartphone. So from an engineering perspective, what what we've actually achieved is um, we, we, we've created a, a single user interface that will run on the full family of devices that support Ubuntu. Mm. Um, So that's particularly interesting for application developers, for example, um, because it means if they're developing an application for a desktop, um, which has equal um, value in terms of uh, a a smartphone, adapting that application to run on both devices is very, very straightforward for the application developer, and um, that's that's a very important... Uh, elements of what we're what we're, what we're um, uh, introducing.
1: That sounds. Uh, I mean, that sounds great because I think that's the way things are going. And I mean, you're at the forefront of of technology and and seeing advancements before we, the consumers, do. Uh, but realizing that everything does seem to be going the way of the touch screen. But I'm still yes. trapped. I'm still trapped at my desktop computer. I go to work and I sit down at my desktop computer. It would be ideal if my interface was similar or the same as. What's on my phone? What's on my tablet? And then I'm not having to relearn things as I go. So especially when new devices come out and things like that. Speaking of app yep. development, Richard, um, just on that, uh, along that line, this far into the smartphone game, I mean, here we are. How many years into having iPhones and, and the Android devices and everything? And and they're so, mar- you know, the market is so saturated with those devices. How are you going to appeal to app developers and, and what kind of apps are currently available? And, and you know the big question is, w- this far in, how, how are we going to see those same, the same level of apps uh, available for Ubuntu Mobile, um, which are currently available for other platforms? Because that's a big selling feature for, for a lot of people, because people who don't care about Linux versus Mac OS are going to say, okay, well, what can the phone do? Yeah, um, so what, you know where where does that leave the development of apps and and uh, from a consumer perspective?
2: So, well, first off, Ubuntu already has a a very healthy ecosystem of application developers. Um obviously right. that work has been focused on desktop applications, but nevertheless as as an organization where um, we're, we're very experienced and have been very successful in, in working and engaging with application developers on a community basis, and so mm-hmm. we, we, we will continue to do that and expand our work to include um, <clears throat> our focus on uh, mobiles. Yeah. So we've got a, you know, we, we, we've, we've got a good history there and a good standing in terms of application development. Mm-hmm. Um, the the other area of interest is you know there's a lot of attention around web applications and html5 and yeah. all those those sorts and you know we're embracing that too we see that as very much an important um, ecosystem in its in its own right that that we want to embrace as well so any application developer that's focused on html development and is building you know really interesting web applications mm-hmm. those applications will run on ubuntu um, very good. and if And if particular applications that are HTML-based want to give, want to generate a a slightly deeper um, user experience for uh, for their applications, then we can offer a certain level of system integration as well for those web applications, just to give that um, that application a really native feel um, in, in terms of uh, right. user experience.
1: Now, is that a process that's already laid out and and in place, or is this something that is coming? Um, for um, you know, what comes to mind as we're talking about HTML5 and the ability to yeah. create web apps is the fact that you know here at Category Five Technology TV we. We have a a web app, and that's how we're able to distribute our our show on the mobile platform. So we have an actual mobile website, and that loads as an app on iOS and Android very similarly. I mean, with iOS, you can drag it onto your, your home screen. With Android, you can put it on the dash, and it loads up. Through the web browser, basically. So, exactly, yeah. For someone such as ourselves, what kind of process? I mean, I'm taking a developer perspective now instead of a consumer perspective. Uh, but what what kind of a process is there in order for me to get that integration? Do I have to go through an application process, or?
2: So the, the process is established in terms of how you would want to um, work with this and make and publish that application, and mm-hmm. that's that that's very. Available right now on um, uh, developer.ubuntu.com. com. So there's there's a lot of information there right now, which um, people can go to and okay. and uh, instantly engage with us. Um, you know, it, it, you're right in terms of a standard web application. You know, it's it's the capability of the browser, and our browser will support that web app. Um, right. You know, alongside every other sort of a, uh, uh, enabled browser to you know support HTML five. What we can also offer um is for example the developer can engineer the, the same web app to be um, treated as a almost as a native application of Ubuntu. So for example, you know that, that application with its icon can sit on the launcher that I that I showed you just now. Mm-hmm. So there's what we're doing is you know sort of um reducing the independence associated with the browser itself. So the web application will operate completely independently of in the browser. Right. Okay. So it's not it's not going to be completely Dependent on um, the browser being open, the browser running, um, the, the web app itself will, 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 will effectively have its own um, window, res- window management resources. It will, ha- it, will, it will look like it's an independent application. Um, the users can switch between that and other applications that are open. So what, what we're offering, particularly in terms of web application development, is, a, um, is the ability to allow developers to make a real native experience around that, that web application.
1: Okay. So now I'd, I'd like to get back to speaking about, you know, what the end users are going to see. But uh, just still on the developer front, is there going to be any kind of HTML SDK or um, uh, s- something for us developers to be able to use to create apps that look like they're part of the Ubuntu uh, mobile uh, system?
2: There yes, yeah, so th- there's a... There's a developer um, preview SDK available right now mm-hmm. on okay. um, ubuntu.com forward slash go mobile. Um, that, that particular focus right now is about engaging um, with uh, more native application development. So we have a course of applications which are running right now. Yeah. Um, uh, we have a, a very particular design mm-hmm. that we want to um, That we want to use to embrace new application developers so for example we've got a qml toolkit um, which we're using to allow people to develop applications that provide a really rich user experience something that you know an html5 web app Simply is in a position to deliver right now, and mm-hmm. so we're, we're taking a dual approach in terms of the range of applications and, and the types of de- application developers that we want to work with. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I would encourage people to go to uh, ubuntucom go mobile and, and see the information that we've got laid out there to see just how um, how can they they can engage with us today.
1: That sounds fantastic. I'm excited to think that you know we'll be able to actually launch an, an app on the Ubuntu mobile platform, that's that's very cool. Um, so beyond that, I mean, you're at CES this week, uh, so p- can people come and take a look at the devices at CES? Or uh,
2: Absolutely, yeah. So our main focus at CES this week is, is the launch of the smartphone mm-hmm. platform. So we've got a, a lot of people there with a lot of devices that people can come along to the stand and um, come talk to us about it and, and interact with it and um, and tell us what they think. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's a great opportunity for people to come along and, and, and see it in the flesh.
1: Very good. So, where are we as far as you know? Uh, how soon can we get? I mean, that's going to be the question on every every yeah. end user's mind. How soon can I get this? Because okay. it's an early teaser, you know, and
2: it is. Yeah. So we, we we've announced because we, we we want to set in motion the whole time frame, which is targeting uh, um, availability at the beginning of two thousand and fourteen. That's that's when we believe we can see these um, these devices come to market. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're doing right now is uh, it, it, we're in deep discussion with industry partners, hindsight manufacturers, and, and carriers. Yeah. All of all of which we need to make you know quite a bit of progress between now and the end at the end of this year before we can um, firm up some proper timeframes as to when the hardware will be available. But uh, but yeah, in, in terms of when people can expect to see shipments, um, it's going to be about a year from now, which,
1: okay. um, yeah. So early 2014 kind of,
2: uh, kind of time. I, I would say that, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Very good. Um, back uh, just uh, quickly about apps and things. Is there somewhere that users can find out what apps are going to be available? Um, do you foresee, for example, I mean, I think about things like Skype being available on multiple platforms. Is that, is that something that you foresee being, being available on Ubuntu mobile as well? Um, not necessarily yeah. that one app, but are we yeah. going to see the same apps coming across uh, to your platform as well?
2: From from the desktop, do you mean? Uh, or, from uh, from, other or or devices, from other mobile devices. From other mobile devices. So yeah, I mean, there's yeah. there's a number of different areas we can um, we, we can address in terms of enabling a whole range of applications that run on other mobile platforms to yep. run on uh, to run on Ubuntu. Um, so there there's uh, there's a number of different options that. Uh, we're investigating, as I say, and yep. um, but yeah, that's absolutely a, an objective for us is to make you know as many applications available um, as easily, mm-hmm. you know, to run on Ubuntu. So, yeah, that's very much part of our focus.
1: Well, that's that's excellent. I'm glad that, uh, that that's a focus. And so, for the end user, I mean, it's important to understand that we are very early as far as uh, you know from an end user perspective as far as the apps go, uh, but that. You know, this is under development. It sounds like uh, going to be ready in about a year's time for uh, for us to actually pick one up and start playing with it. So, very exciting stuff. Um, and uh, hope that uh, CES is a uh, a great time for you guys, and and certainly an exciting time to be making an announcement like this. And and you know that that's going to be all the buzz. So uh, and. It, this has been kind of in the back of Canonical's mind, I believe, for, for you know several years uh, to be working toward the mobile platform. Almost, uh, I think back in 2009, when I was talking to Mark Shuttleworth on the show, it, it really came up that he was visionary as far as where he wanted to take Ubuntu. Uh, and here we are, it's 2013 January, and he's actually... Seeing that dream come to fruition, and so you know, congratulations to Mark and to Canonical and yeah. the entire development team. It's it's an exciting time, and really exciting to see where this is going to go over the next. You know, once you've launched and uh, and everybody is able to actually get one of these, I'm excited to see where it's going to take. Not just Canonical and Ubuntu, but Linux in general. I mean, this is yeah. this is an exciting time for you know you're you're you've become huge players over the past five years and 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 plus and and uh you know one of the the leading i guess the leading kind of desktop and and uh now you're working on to the the uh the mobile platform as well so very exciting stuff
2: Thank you. Yeah, um, as, as, as you say, it, it's been an ambition of, of Mark and uh, and Canonical for for some time to move Ubuntu into um, touch-based form factors, mm-hmm. and um, the announcement was uh, generated enormous positive response. Uh, so I, I think a lot of what has been um, a particular interest about what we announced is obviously the user experience, um, but also about you know the openness of um, of, of what we're doing as well. This will be a completely open platform, so Fantastic. you know, and we and we want to work with the community to make sure that they've got early access to um, as much code as possible. So, uh, even though I said that there was a time frame associated with hardware around 2014, you know, that that's geared around working with you know, sort of handset manufacturers. But right before that, before that, yeah. there'll be a, a we lot can, of I can see work, people right?
1: rooting their Android devices, and and here we sure. go. Right? Is there going to exactly. be code, uh, source code available in advance that people could start playing
2: around with that kind of stuff? there will be source code in advance, yeah. Fantastic.
1: Richard, thank you so much for joining us here on Category 5 Technology TV tonight. Uh, CES, where can we find you? Do you know uh, where you're at?
2: Oh, God, I haven't memorized the exact uh, <laughs> the location. Um, if, if folks could go to the main website, there yeah. is... Um, that, that it, it's there on the front page and people can come and see us. And um, please do because it's 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 a really exciting, uniquely designed smartphone experience. And we'd love to show this to as many people as possible.
1: I'd love to get my hands on it. All right, Richard, thanks so much for being with us. Okay. Have a
2: good thanks, one. Thanks, Robbie. Cheers.
0: This is Category 5 TV. Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. And the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. And here are the top stories from the Category 5 TV newsroom. It's official! Steam is available for Linux. Steam is a system which brings a ton of great games to Windows, Mac, and now Linux. The initial list of Linux games is impressive, though most are indies or off-brand, but the list is growing fast, and we can expect some big-name games between now and the stable release. The beta of Steam for Linux is available now on their official website, steampowered.com. Excellent. More big news from Valve is their newly unveiled modular PC designed to let users play Steam games on their TV. Codenamed Piston. That's Piston, not Pissed On. Oh, dear. Just in case. <laughs> piston. Okay, got it. One more time, just so we know you have it. Yeah. Piston. 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 Okay. The system, which is developed by Xi3 and funded by Valve, was just unveiled at the CES trade show in Las Vegas. The, the sorry set-top box will allow users to access thousands of gaming titles through an integrated system. Jason Sullivan, founder and chief executive of XI3, said this new development stage product will allow users to take full advantage of their large high-definition TV displays for an amazing computer game experience. Nice. As a result, this new system could provide access to thousands of gaming titles through an integrated system that exceeds the capabilities of leading game consoles, but can fit in the palm of your hand. Wow. Despite the tiny but powerful device being on display this week at CES, no details of the international hardware have been given yet.
1: Or the internal Ooh. hardware. John internal, wanted to know. That's what I meant. Was that a wee joke?
0: Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but if you're laughing, that's good. All
1: right.
0: <laughs> a businessman in China has pleaded guilty to selling pirated US business software worth more than a hundred million dollars. Wow. Oh, Yang Li searched for hack software on internet forums before advertising them for sale on his websites, which offered more than 2,000 pirated titles. Hmm. The pirated programs were then transferred to customers via Gmail, and Mr. Li and a second suspect collected payment through money transfer services. The pirated software was said to be sold for as little as $20, up to $1,200, Sorry, which Oh, which is the retail value of the products much higher, ranging from several hundred dollars to more than $1 million a piece. What? Ooh, what a bargain. So you
1: mean to tell me that for <laughs> 1200 bucks, I can get a $1 million piece of software? Well, what you, software is you 1 could, but... but you wow. Know,
0: it'd be shiny, I hope. It
1: must be software. like gold, platinum edition. Software, yeah. Something, yeah.
0: Comes with a little star stickers, maybe.
1: <laughs> star stickers, that'd be nice. Yeah, I
0: never yeah. know. We'll little fill in the blank. Pla- yeah. yeah. Games on the back.
1: A million dollars.
0: Wow. <laughs> the scam came to light after a U.S. manufacturer discovered his company's software being sold on the suspicious website and notified authorities. Mr. Lee was arrested by U.S. agents after an 18-month undercover operation. He has pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit criminal copyright violations and wire fraud. His lawyer said he was pretty proud of himself. He did not realize it was such a big crime. Well, good on ya. Wow. <laughs>
1: So all that software, that, like to think that there's buckets and bins of printed software that's just been downloaded off the internet and resold.
0: Hmm. I'm just most pleased that he's very happy with himself. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's kind of <laughs> scary though if he didn't realize that that's
0: such a big a bad deal thing.
1: Like there's a moral yeah. compass that says that stealing <laughs> something and mm-hmm. then putting it on a disc and making it look like the original and then selling it.
0: Right. Well, I think it's the whole thing that if it's not tangible, like, Maybe, eh? like it's not well, really yeah, as big of a deal.
1: Electronics, so yeah, electronics, doesn't even really realize that.
0: It's kind of like, yeah. you know, when you download music sure. and movies and stuff like that, like, is it, people think it's not a big deal. Right. You know. But for but you to pocket you down- something from Walmart. Would whew. you download
1: a, c- yeah, but would you download a CD? In and general? That's a, a, a $20 CD, mm-hmm. and then make a website that sells it for $2. Ooh.
0: Personally. No. <laughs> but that's kind of in the same category. It,
1: it kind of mm-hmm. sounds like what he's what he's doing, that's wild. Crazy stuff.
0: <laughs> Wowza. And we talked about it back in November on episode 268, and it looks like it's going to happen. The plan to update the classic 80s space trading game Elite has hit its funding target. The game first appeared in 1984, but one of the game's original creators wanted to make a modern PC version. David Braben Braben, sought 1.25 million pounds via crowdsourcing site Kickstarter to fund the 21st century update. A last minute surge of pledges helped it reach its goal about 48 hours before Friday's funding deadline and ended with about a quarter million dollars more than they needed. I'm smiling wow. because it says that last surge I'm sure that was Robbie. That was all Robbie what? going. Oh yeah. You need 48. more funds. We're almost there. <laughs> Here,
1: take a quarter of a million dollars that I just happened to have sitting around in donation money. Exactly. You know, I'll just give that to the game. No, but I didn't do that. <laughs> but I'll show you. I don't know if you guys remember this. Here here's what it looked like in 19 19-
0: Ooh, techie.
1: This is what we're all so <laughs> excited about. What
0: are you laughing at? That's looks like fun.
1: So that was it. And, and now you're showing me this new screenshot. This is, this is it now.
0: See, that looks cool.
1: That looks funky. That's got to be an artist rendering because the game hasn't been launched yet. But I know that they've been working kind of on the development based on the story. But that's going to be awesome.
0: Cool. Yeah. It, that does look like fun. I would play it Space
1: shooters Why not There's a You're in space You get to shoot things Space shooters
0: Yeah Cool Yeah Well, if you're interested, you can get the full stories at category5.tv slash newsroom. The Category 5 TV newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions by our community of viewers. If you have a news story that you think is worthy of on-air mention, you can email us at newsroom at category5.tv. For the Category 5.tv newsroom, I'm Krista Wells.
1: Thank you, Krista Wells. Tonight's show is brought to you in part by Cordery Electrical Contracting, Inc., you can find their information on your screen or visit their website, CorderyElectric.com, and uh, they will provide you with any kind of electrical needs uh, within central Ontario. So if you have a need, if you're doing a building or renovation job, make sure you give them a call. That's Cordery Electric. Also, we'd love to give you a free one-month trial of Netflix, cat5.tv slash Netflix. Make sure you go sign up. What, what more can you say? There you go. Cat5.tv slash Netflix. Heather was saying, well, if you go to Netflix.com or .ca, you get it for free for a month anyway. So yes, why, but why would I go to Cat5.tv slash Netflix? Because it takes because longer to Because you love type. us. Because you love us enough to simply click that link instead, which tells Netflix that their advertising dollars are effective mm-hmm. here. And so then they want to buy your favorite Linux tech show new cameras and microphones and
0: shiny things new shirts is this the same shirt you were wearing like before previously I've been wearing this shirt for
1: weeks wow because somebody went to netflix.ca cat5.tv slash netflix is where you go there you go and share that with a sad
0: story
2: (laughs) I
1: know uh, we need like like one of those machines that just plays sad music whenever you exactly just push a button and this nice chimey piano (laughs) uh, Eric Kidd on violin. (laughs) Good idea. Good idea. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this is Category 5 Technology TV. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Hope you're having fun. Nice to have you here. Our website, of course, is www.category5.tv. There it is on your screen. Make sure you check us out. And uh, viewer points this week are racking up because we reintroduced that last week. So you'll see that uh, down the right-hand column, uh, we do now have a top ten viewers and that is based on your logins. So make sure that you log in every single day in order to compete in that competition. Work your way up the list and promote your profile. So check that out. Cool. Rob Gore. Hey, no guilt drip. All right. Well, any viewer questions in the chat room, we'll give you a quick second. Otherwise, we're going to jump right into our feature, which is uh, creating a mock-up. Tonight's pretty exciting. I'm going to create mm-hmm. a mock-up. Well, we could just jump right into it, can't we folks?
0: Why not? Both feet in.
1: All right. Lock-ups. Watching the chat room Let's with go. Eye. This is my bad eye. I see Rob Gore there. Lazy eye? Hey Jim Bob Media. Hey Rob Gore, again. He's like it's Rob Gore chat room tonight. Why not? Yeah. Krista, you're a graphic designer, you build websites.
0: I do. All I fantastic
1: am? things. It's just what I do too, you know. <laughs> so, Not so much in the graphic design end. But I, and, and you know me, I'm a terrible artist.
0: Well, I didn't want to say anything, but if you're going to write admit it, well, I it, mean, I let's mean jump my on daughter the is seven.
1: I, I mean, when I do a mock up, it's, it's going to look like, uh, uh, it's like that kind of.
0: Is that what you show your clients? That's,
1: I don't, because I'm embarrassed <laughs> by go, my own doodles.
0: I like it. I'm terrible.
1: <laughs> I'm terrible. I mean, you've got talent, so when we, it comes like, graphic design talent, we think. At least. That's a talent. No, uh, seriously though, you, you you can sit down and you can sketch something on a sketchpad. and it, it looks, looks
0: better nice. than that.
1: It does definitely yeah. look better than what I can do. So, <laughs> but then there are people like me who have artistically no Artistically
0: challenged,
1: not artistically challenged. I can't get the visual from my brain to the pen. Oh, artistically though,
0: it's all am, in there.
1: Oh yeah, it's in there.
0: You just can't get it out.
1: I need one of those machines that taps into my brain and like and spews just spew it, it out for you. Yeah. yeah, there's an idea. Sounds like Dr. Spate's so preferably. That would be cool. But I'm no good at actually penciling it. <laughs> penciling it. So tonight I want to look at a, a tool that is going to help me
0: right? Because Take those ideas. I can't
1: do the the great drawings that you do. <laughs> it's going to help you because Save you're time. too busy. It's a it's a time thing because mm-hmm. you're too busy to sit down with a, a sketch pad and draw everything and out. And
0: pencils and, oh. and Oh. who has time for that?
1: Who has time? And what's wor- what's the worst thing about doing uh mockups when it comes to web applications or anything at all? What happens when the customer says, "Okay, you know what? I don't like Changes. that menu. Uh, I want the menu down the side."
0: Yeah, and you've done up the whole thing oh, okay. in like Photoshop or something and you scratch, have to like scratch scratch go through all your layers and find it or yeah, yeah that's kind of a pain. How did it land on my shoulder? That was <laughs> awesome.
1: So let's Make it simple for ourselves. Make it fast. Make it easy. Make it look good. Make it so that I can pull together a mock-up in just a couple seconds flat. So what we're going to do is we're going to check out Balsamic Mock-Ups Desktop. You can check it out. I've created a quick link for you. It is cat5.tv cat5.tv/mockups. mock-ups. So let's head there right now. cat5.tv mockups mock-ups. Here we go. There we are. Now, here's something that's really cool. I want to show you this, Krista. This will blow your mind because you can download it, of course. Okay? Or, if you want to just get your feet wet, try a web demo. And the web demo allows you to create your mock-ups. It will actually load in a browser window. And it will allow you to create your mock-ups and even export them. What? Right through cool. your web browser. Okay.
0: That's just cool.
1: But tonight, we're going to use that as a fail-safe. So that if, if all else fails, we can fall back on the Go website. Online. Right? Because you can always do that. Here's the great thing, too, about mockups, uh, desktop or just m- mock-ups in general mm-hmm. from Balsamic, is that you can run it on your computer, so Linux, Mac, or Windows. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have access to that computer, in my instance, I've got it on my computer in the office. I'm working away creating mockups, but I don't have it up in where we show websites and things right. to our clients. So instead, I'll just bring up the web demo Mm
0: -hmm. up
1: in in that room and then they can can still do it. it. Yeah, and I can still work on those mockups. So let's let's actually get this, I'll I'll show you real quick what it is. I mean, you saw what's here, but basically it allows the easy moving and manipulation of any of these elements within your mockups, right? Now this is just a quick demo that they've already put in. Really, really easy to do things like, you know, pop in a, a browser window. There it is, right? So I can create a, a browser window and put it, put it all together. So basically uh, an ability to create sketch-like mock-ups, and I'm going to explain why that is, but sketch-like mock-ups as if I did, the, did it on paper very, very quickly and easily and easy to edit it down the road. So let's install it on my Linux machine. I want make to this, make this work. So I'm going to go Download Mock-ups for Desktop. You'll see that by default it is giving me the Linux 32-bit um, it will probably you know, try to detect what you're running. But look, if you scroll down, there are more options. So I'm not actually going to use their Quick Link because I want the 64-bit version because I'm on a 64-bit Linux computer. The way to tell that on Linux is to go into your terminal and type in the following command, uname-a. Hit Enter, and you'll see that your kernel ends in what type of architecture it is. In my case, it's x86 underscore 64, the 64-bit uh, or the 64 represents 64-bit. If it was 32-bit, it would say I386. Okay, So that's how you determine real, real quick on your Linux machine whether you're 32 or 64-bit. So from there, I know that I want the 64-bit Debian package. Notice that it's already co- compiled as a dev. Or if I don't have Debian, if I'm running Red Hat or something similar, uh, then I can just grab the Air cross-platform file and use it there, or I can again use the web demo. I'm going to use the Debian package. I'm going to actually save it to my computer. Now, uh, Chromium here is warning me that it's a, it could be a malicious program because it's an installable. So I'm going to say keep, and now it's there. So let's open the folder, double click on it, and see what happens. Here I am with Ubuntu Software Center. And notice this, dependency is not satisfiable Adobe Air. This is one of, what I want to show you. Adobe Air was actually discontinued for Linux, but still functions in version 2.5, 2.6. So what I've done is I've created a real quick hot link for you to be able to install mockups using Adobe Air. We're going to go to simply cat5.tv air and hit enter. This is only a necessary step if you're on Linux, because that's going to give you the Adobe Air Installer binary file. Okay, so that's grabbing that to my desktop or to my computer right now. It's saving it into my downloads There it is. I'm gonna right click on it go properties Permissions and allow executing as a program Now we'll see if it runs if I just double click on it now. It's probably gonna No, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go into terminal I'm whizzing through, but if you follow along, you're going to see what's going on here. And I'm going to put all this information in the show notes for episode number 277. I'm going to go into my downloads folder. There it is. Now you can see that the file is there. So I'm going to go dot .slash. Um, you know what? I'm going to have to go sudo .slash a tab. Okay. So it's going to install this super user. Enter my super user password. That's going to load up the GUI if all is good. We can ignore that error message just with regards to the uh, to GTK. I have just read that very, very quickly. Why are you laughing? Why are you snickering? Well, understand.
0: you should always read through it. Yes. You never know. Yeah. But, I mean, because Robbie's so skilled and everything. Speed He's just reading. Done. I'm
1: done like, like that. I'm like a robot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adobe Air is a, a platform that is that, unfortunately, you know, it has been discontinued for Linux, but it is, as you see, still installable, still functional, and still stable. So we're good to go. So now that I've installed Adobe Air, I can double-click on that mockups for desktop, Debian package again, and you'll notice that Ubuntu Software Center is going to tell me something a little bit different here. It tells me nothing, because that error is now gone. All the dependencies are met. I'm good to go. I'm going to click on install enter my super user password. Now it's asking me if I want to update Adobe Air. Uh, You can do that, I would recommend it. It's gonna give you 2.6. But just for the sake of the show, because we're live on the air, we're going to just ignore that update. But like I say, I do recommend that you do that, Mm -hmm. okay? Because that's gonna give you 2.6.0.0 and that's gonna get you up to the latest version of Adobe Air for Linux before they cut it off. So you'll have all the fixes. Here it goes. <coughs> and it looks like we're done. Done and done. Close out of Ubuntu Software Center. Close out all this stuff if you want. Applications, accessories, balsamic mock-ups. You see that there now? Applications, accessories, balsamic mock
0: Oh, I just look for the smiley it's face. so happy.
1: What do you want to do? Uh, of course I read it. There we go, loading up. What do you notice? Looks just like that web interface that we were looking at. Wow, just cool. like it. Okay, so step one to creating our mock-up. I mean, this has got to be really, really easy, right? Because we right. said I'd be able to create a mock-up. So a customer comes in and they say, okay, I've got this idea. I want to create <laughs> a new mapping system. It's, you're going to use the Google Maps API version 3.0, uh, but it's going to be my own system. We're going to put pins on the map, and we're right. going to allow people to add their own garage sales to this map. Okay, so here's the here's the concept that has been brought to us. So we can sit down and we can create this, you know, the whole system, and we can go through all the hoops of, you know, that takes hours upon hours to do, Mm -hmm. or we can sit down with Balsamic Mockups Desktop and just whip this out for our customer. So let's do this. First of all, a browser window. We just drag and drop it. We call it My uh, Garage Sale System HTTP. MyFakeGarageSales.com, and then just click out anywhere, and you notice it is created That's a browser window that says that. Now I said I'd tell you why this looks like a draft, and the concept that Balsamic has taken with mockups desktop is to say, you know, what if we make it look too much like a polished system, then people are going to look at it and say, no, you know what, I don't like the color, exactly, or I like don't, I don't like nitpicky. that button with that shape, right? Because what we're actually doing is we're creating something that we don't want them to see the finished product. We want them to see the concept. This is a prototype it's got the gist that's, of it. And end users typically don't don't grasp that because exactly. they think they,
0: what you see is what you're going to end up getting. That's what it's going
1: to end up looking yeah. like on the site. So by going with this kind of look where it's sketched and pencil drawn, it really gives the customer or, you know, your, mm-hmm. whoever you're working with, it gives them the impression that this is something that is a draft. It's something that we're going to build upon. Yeah. And this is just layouts and ideas being put to paper. Um, so that's what we're actually doing here. And that's why it has that look where it's it's very sketched. Okay. So now what I want to do is I want to say, okay, well, first and foremost, and now you've probably got a bigger monitor than me, so I have to do a little bit more scrolling than than I would like. You'll notice that as I... As I click on this item, I can resize it and it tells me how big it is. So I can design this specifically for, let's say I want to make it for 1024 by 768 or something, right? So I can actually do that and I can click over here and I can change the height to accommodate that screen size. So now that that window is in fact that size. Okay. So we're going to create a menu system. So we're going to use up at the top here things like buttons right there's a menu here button bar and let's get started with our website so we can go home about us listings add a listing let's just say for example okay so we're going to put that into our browser window and then we're going to say we're going to create a logo we need to you know again this is just a mock-up so let's let's grab uh, something of an icon for example. So notice what I've done is I've clicked on media up at the top and I'm gonna grab an icon here and drag it onto my see how easy that is? Just drag and drop I'm gonna call this Garage Sale System.
0: It's neat how easy it is just to rename things like that. Just like that. Not only
1: that but now that I've clicked on that element I get this and this allows me to change that element to whatever I want so I can actually click on this down arrow and I I can make this Look like any of these pre prefabricated little sketches. Oh, right? smiley face! For sure. You want it sure. to be a smiley face for the garage sales? For sure. I would think like something like that would be more appropriate, Krista. No. You want it to be. A you smiley want
0: people face? to be happy.
1: Okay. Notice how I rescaled that. Okay. Definitely a smiley face. Okay. Much better. So over here again, I can scale that. See that? Okay. So that's we're pretending that that's my logo. Now uh, we can you know change the font weight we've made it bold there um, and and various little things like that okay so now click out of that element and now I can move around grab things move them around so now we said that this is going to have a map on it so we're gonna drag the map down and we're gonna say okay this is our street map which is going to have some pins which <coughs> are gonna show us where the garage sales are for the, so for the sake of our mock-up we're gonna go into media here we're gonna grab an icon we're gonna drop it there we're gonna go down and we're going to grab, you know, a pin or something along those lines. So now we've got a pin. I can put it there just for the sake of my mockup. Okay. So then we're going to have, you know, just go through the prompts and see what it is that you'd like to include on your mockup. But essentially, you're going to need things like forms, where you're going to have various kinds of input. Uh, for the user who's going to be adding a listing, but we're actually on the home page here. We're pretending, or let's click on this, and we'll say, no, we're actually on the listings page. Okay, so I've just changed what's highlighted. See how I did that? So now I'm going to throw in some text. So we're going to go up to... When in doubt, you can always go all, but under common, oh, there's text over on the right-hand side here that kind of streamlines it even further. I can grab some text and I can go. Okay, garage sale. Make that bold, this is my H1 tag. And let's grab a paragraph of text. Paste that in, and we're gonna say, um, 222, two, two, my way, Barry, Ontario. There you go. Phone, 705, There you go. <laughs> so notice that the tabs actually position things quite well. Nice and nice and easy. Okay, so there's my listing. So now I'm gonna save that. We'll first create a folder and we'll call this garage sale system. And I'm going to save this as listings within that folder. Okay. So now, if I click on the menu and go show link inspector, what I can actually do is I can create not just a mock-up now, but I can mm-hmm. actually create this as a prototype. So when I sit down with my client, I can show them what clicking on listings will do.
0: Neat. Okay?
1: So I can actually create a link here. So I have clicked on that, and now I'm going to change listings to actually point to listings because remember I saved a file called listings.bmml okay so now anything that I put into the garage sale system will become options that I can link to so now I'm gonna save that again and I'm gonna go file save as and I'm gonna create one called um, add a listing okay so now open reopen listings and I'm going to click on my menu again and I'm going to go to add a listing here and I'm going to tell it to go to the file, add a listing, if someone clicks on that. Save that. Now back at my add a listing file, see I'm using the tabs at the bottom here. I'm going to change things a little bit and let's make this a form. So for the sake of my mock-up, we can grab form elements up here at the top So for my address, for example, I'm gonna use like a text input. Put that right there. Notice how it lines everything up for us too.
0: I was gonna say, I noticed when you clicked on the map earlier, how it had those key lines on there. Mm -hmm.
1: Everything is all, it gives us centering on words. See that blue line tells me that it's exactly centered to garage sale. I'll zoom in just a little bit for those of you with lower resolution. So see those lines that it creates? shows me how it's lined up to my elements. Okay, So this is going to be an input field right there. So we're now mocking up the uh, add-a-listing. So now my phone number. There we go. So now I've got a phone number field as well. If I decide, you know what, let's make this actually a text area, I can put in a bigger box. and see how quickly and easily I can move things around and change the way that my interface works. So drag that, there we go. So now I've got this, click on my menu and change add a listing to go to add a listing and also make it so that the active selection is add a listing because that's the file that I'm working on. See that, so I'm gonna save that. Now I have two files. I'm going to click on this full screen presentation mode over on the right-hand side, and now I'm actually presenting this to my customer, and I can say, okay, well, here we are, and what we're actually doing here is we're adding a listing to your mocked-up mm-hmm. system. So what we can do now, once we've entered that information here, is we can click on listings, and it's going to actually show that information.
0: Cool. So
1: really, really quickly, we mm-hmm. can throw together something that that is... A presentation for our customers and literally can do that just right the snap of a finger practically so once you've got the layout in place and you can you can start working on it and, and send it over to the customer so now you know do we have to have balsamic uh, mockups desktop in order to present this well that's the problem right because how do you now send BMML files mm-hmm. to your customers so the next step would be to say okay well if we want to a- s- to send this as a presentation let's pretend we're we're finished and this is mock-up number one we're gonna go file and we're gonna go export all mockups to PDF and we're gonna go you know you can do whatever you want I'm gonna go optimize for viewing show linking hints and start my export there it goes save it into the same folder for me and I'm gonna call this mockup1.pdf for that particular customer okay so now I'm gonna close out of all of this and on my desktop in that folder I now have a PDF file there it is mockup1.pdf and as I bring this up because everyone has an adobe reader or something similar now I'm actually here I am on Linux I'm using document viewer right so now here I've got the mockup and if I click it actually allows me to navigate that mock-up. I know you can't see my mouse cursor. I'm hovering over listings right now. I click on it, there's my listings. Hovering over add a listing, there it goes. It's actually navigating the pages of that PDF file. So it gives us a chance to create something, send it to the customer really, really Mm -hmm. quickly. Now we've had little time to do that tonight, but you can see how quickly and easily you you can mock something up. And then when you go into development, it's so much easier when you've got that drawing. To be able to to actually... Something
0: exact to go by, or really close, anyways. Mm -hmm. Neat.
1: There you have it. Uh, You can download that, again, from cat5.tv mockups. Give it a try. There's a free trial. The single-user license is $79. Definitely worth it, especially if you're doing this for business. It's going to save you so much time. It's going to make things so much easier for you. I can attest to that. And uh, it's a good chance for you to be able to impress your customers as well. Everybody who I've sent a mockup to said, oh, that looks great.
0: Good. That's <laughs> failed proof.
1: Exactly. So that's all the time that we have for tonight. I'm sorry I didn't let you talk much. No
0: viewer questions tonight either. Well, sorry, folks.
1: We, we've been trying to you know, be watch the chat week. room, but I've been next blah blah blah, and, and it was really awesome to have Richard on the show as well. Yes. And and yeah. you know that was unexpected because that announcement happened last Tuesday, like, like just a week ago today. So we were really you know oh look at that we got to talk about that and we're already going to be talking about mock-ups. So, uh, if you didn't get a chance to get your question in, make sure you email. okay? Email the co-host desk, We'll get you next week. Live at category5.tv Did you have fun anyway.
0: Oh, I had loads That's of fun. Always. Are you All kidding? Alright,
1: alright. All right. We learned lots tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Very exciting stuff. Next week, uh, of course, we're going to be continuing at CES and we're going to have uh, our friends mm-hmm. from LEI are actually going to be talking to us uh, cool. here on the show, so make sure you don't miss it. And uh, lots of exciting stuff going on at the show. Check out our website, category5.tv. Make sure you're registered if you're not already registered. That's how you're going to be able to accumulate your viewer points. And then that's going to be able to get you some rewards down the road. So thanks for joining us tonight.
0: Good to see you guys. Thanks, Krista. We'll see you all. Take care,
1: everybody. Have a great week.